Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Music of Life Church Podcast. We are going to discuss the human, human thinking, thinking <laughs> <laughs> episode. Yeah. Yeah. If you haven't heard the human thinking episode, give it a listen. Yes. Right now. If you want to right now, go ahead. Press we'll, pause. We'll still be we'll, here. We'll be here. Yep. Yeah. We're going to break down the episode so that you can help people who've been hurt by this topic. You wonderful, wonderful, amazing people out there who are helping. Thank you for helping. Yeah. We, ho we hope that you get some more information in this podcast to help you help people. I'm Pastor Jonathan. And on the other end of the microphone is Pastor Joel Swikowski. Hey, Hello. Pastor Joel. How are we hey, doing? Hey, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you so much for, for the... Uh, Wait a minute. This is the Music Life Church podcast. Of course I'm here. Okay. <laughs> where else could <laughs> I be? Yeah. I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere else to go. <laughs> what did you think of the episode? That was great. I feel like it was really clear. Yeah. I think one of the things I think is real important is really your conclusion at the end. Um, it's a stop on this journey. Yeah. It's an important stop on this journey. And although we can operate in all the thought processes, there is a progression we have to go through to get to the thought process we want to and ought to be in. Yes. And I also, so not only is the human thought process a stop along the way, the reason it's an important stop is because I like to see the human thought process as a hub. And further support of that is this fact of what we taught about how the human thought process gets worn out over time. You get drained. Mm -hmm. So really what that means is you have a certain, there is a finite amount of time you can operate at this level of thinking before you will either go up to godly, which we will talk about in a future episode, or you will, what we call drift down into animal. And then like pastor Jonathan reminded us, you are one event away from going too destructive. Yes. So Human thinking being a hub means we don't stay there long. Really, the human thought process is meant to make a choice. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which direction am I going to go? Am I going to go up to godly or am I going to drift down to animal? Because inevitably, I can't stay at human indefinitely. But it is an important step because this is the step we're in control. And this is the step where we get to make that choice. The simplest way I could say godly thought process or teach about it without teaching about it is and why we need to be in a human thought process is because this is the level of thinking where we're in control and we intentionally make, again, here's that word, the choice to give over that control to God and allow him to operate by his spirit through us. 
I have to be in control before I can give up control. And human thought process is about control. Now, this is where a lot of times I've seen in the church, one of the areas of damage here is, is the first step and only step being told to people is to just give it to God, to just give up control as a first step. That is causing damage because we're telling a bunch of animals to give up control to God. It doesn't work that way. Nope. We need to get our lives in control first. And what that means and the benefit of that for you is you're helping yourself and you're helping others when you help them get into a human thought process, be in a position where they're not being hurt anymore and that they're not hurting themselves anymore. Mm-hmm. So at this human level, we are getting to a point where the damage is stopping. Now, we still need to get to a point where the benefits come and where we're in a godly thinking and all that and where the repair happens. But for now, this is really restoration. Getting to a point where I'm in control, I have the ability to bear my own burdens. I can stand in the midst of my circumstances as hard as they may be. I can keep a level head enough where regardless of what I'm feeling in that moment, I can still think clearly and make intentional choices about what I want to do in response. Sounds important, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what we're talking about when it's human thinking. This is where we defend ourselves. Nice. This is where we stand. And it really is where all that, that's where our free will lies, right? This is where we choose. Am I going to be an animal or am I going to be a vessel for the Holy Spirit to flow? And I love the passage. It talks about taking every thought captive, right? That's a, that's a, a great passage about, well, what does that mean? Explain to me what it means to take every thought captive. Well, every thought, man, my thoughts are crazy. I can't control my thoughts. Ah, my thoughts are out of control. Well, you know what we do in the restoration process? God has given us the ability to help take every thought captive. And yes. the, that rest, the restoration process helps people take their thoughts captive helps you learn how to do that so that it's not just noise. Right. And this is where we get into a lot of trouble. This is where we get called humanists. Yep. Because they go, wow, you're all, you're talking about get, you're talking about getting in control, getting in control it's getting in control, but we're not, that's not the end. It's a stop. It's a stop. It's a stop. What we want to do is help people get in control. Like you said, to give up control, right? How can I give to God something that I do not have? I need to get it. And the, that passage in Galatians, you know, bearing your burden, every person shall bear their own burden first. Who's bearing their burden? The person is bearing their burden. Right. They, the person ought to have, we ought to have an ability within ourselves to bear our own burdens. Yes. So I think it's interesting to, to think about the human thought process with a lot of people like, uh, 
how I would say most people treat a new year's resolution. I want to exercise more. Yeah. Right. And then they make that commitment and then they do it for a while and then it just becomes hard and they get worn out and they don't want to do it. Right. It's a very, very simple example of the human thought process, great intentions, great reasons, you know, all of it. And then through effort. Yeah. You try to make things happen. Yep. Just muscle through. And I wonder how many people out there are, you know, in the church are just telling people to muscle through their faith, thinking that that's what God wants them to do. Um, And with that said, Pastor Joe, would you give us an overview? Yeah. So the strict side or what we say on the Malk podcast limitation is the list of behaviors. This is the muscle through. Do the this is really the limitation side. What we'd say here is this. It's one side of the conjunctive. So it's not even a person operating in the way they are meant to with the human thought process. Right, right. It is a focus on these lists on these behaviors on this these effects. It is this effort. It is treating people like robots Mm -hmm. and it's very much the first season of what the flock Mm. it's the the list of don't drink don't smoke don't swear vote tithe read your bible go to church and if you don't want to do those things just do it because it's the right thing to do even if you're not feeling like you should if you get worn out there's never a good excuse to not go to church or to not tithe you should just do it even though you're getting worn out. You should exercise at least three times a week. That's that's the mm. human, that's the strict side of this. Yeah. The loose side is we just try our best. It's all intentions, right? Yes. I am a human, therefore I'm in a human thought process. All I have to work with are how I feel. Just give me a break. So that's really the the strict and the loose side or the limitation and freedom side, like we like to call them on the, the Malk podcast. But a good example of this, I think, I actually went to a church recently who is doing a series on happiness, and they are doing a lot of teaching about the way our brains work, which I thought was incredible. Nice. The sermon I heard was about anxiety, which is a human thought process issue. It's a conscious brain issue. So would you like to talk about this topic for a little bit, PJ? Oh, I'd love to. Let's help our leaders who are listening to this podcast be able to diagnose what this is and help people. Because really what we're trying to get down to with, with human thought processes, get down to one thought. Just be focused on what we like to say is step one and only step one. Or if I'm a firefighter and there's five fires in front of me, Mm -hmm. I can only put one fire out at a time. If I try to put all five fires out, none of them are going to go out. But Joel, if you only focus on one fire, the other four will get bigger. Yes, they will. Yep. But at least one's going out. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I can move on to the next one. 
So that's what we're talking about in control, taking every thought captive. Do I know where my thoughts are coming from? Do I know what my thoughts are? Mm. And can I focus on one thing at a time? Now, with anxiety, the issue is I have too many thoughts, which then pulls me into an animal thought process. But it is a conscious brain issue. It's too many conscious thoughts. It's too many facts. It's being overloaded with, with information. When I went to this, this church and heard the sermon, in my opinion, the, the person teaching was lumping anxiety and panic because he even explained it. Now I'll say this too. I kind of give the guy the benefit of the doubt. He used support from outside of himself when he was teaching this. Nice. Just goes to show you this, even the encyclopedias of psychiatry or whatever used had it wrong from what we know to be true and what the Bible reflects to be true. But he said, anxiety is an emotion. And he talked about all these effects that happen when we feel anxious. And he talked about all these thoughts and all these feelings. And it's like, okay, so I'm, I'm kind of listening. I'm understanding. I feel like I'm understanding where he's coming from. I feel like he's lumping these two concepts which that wasn't even where i had the issue Hmm. i get if you don't understand the way our brain works but where he treated us like we were robots and again and i'm sitting there i'm literally hearing the guy tell me what to do when i'm anxious and i know this guy is doing the best he can to love me and everybody else there You can tell this guy, he even shared on himself times he struggled with anxiety. I thought his stories were amazing. He had some really good illustrations that kind of give you a picture of what anxiety is like. Mm. But his only answer was pray. Okay. It's an effect. Doesn't address what the real issue is. Mm. And it's the same thing for everybody. It's just this computer program. So what happens if that doesn't work? Well, if you have the right answer, it will work. Mm -hmm. And if you have to ask, well, what about the times prayer doesn't work? You're probably showing that whatever the answer was, wasn't an answer that's at the doctrine level, but an answer that's at the contextual level. Unfortunately, not treating people based on who they are uniquely and how their brains work. Now, we all have a conscious brain. It's universally true. We all have four thought processes we work with. Right. But the thoughts in your brain are different than the thoughts in mine. Mm -hmm. Your tendency to anxiety is greater or lesser than mine. The same with panicking, the same with any mental health issue. I think it's incredible this church is directly tackling mental health issues. I think a lot of churches are avoiding it because they don't want to be accused of being too psychology focused. Yeah, huge. Great point. So I think it's amazing that this church is going after it. I just was bummed when his answer was pray. Yeah. So what would you say, PJ, if somebody was dealing with anxiety, what would be, what would you tell the leaders who are listening? What's one step you could give to help somebody? Yeah. So, so anxiety, like what we're talking about is we're talking about how the conscious brain works, right? Like, so what we say is that the conscious brain is really made up of 
of words. Yeah. And each of these words has an associated emotion. So I love to use the word grass. Grass has an emotion associated with it. I can choose to go in my brain uh, a direction based upon facts or emotions. So every fact has an emotion associated with it. And it's my choice where I want to travel essentially in my brain. So you could ask me, what are the five closest restaurants to me? And that would be me using facts. I'm I'm going through my conscious brain and I'm remembering based upon facts. Okay. The five closest restaurants. You could say to me, Jonathan, what are your five favorite restaurants? And now Mm. I'm going to go in and I'm going to go and travel in my conscious brain with the emotion, you know, happiness and pick those five restaurants. So notice like there's a big difference between uh, facts and emotions. There's a big difference between emotions and feelings. Feelings are unconscious. Um, feelings are unsettled, anxious, frustrated. Like these are, these are all, these are all feelings that, that people can have. We don't know the, there's not an immediate known cause behind that. Right. Exactly. Why we struggle with feelings so much. Cause I don't know why I'm anxious. I don't know why I'm frustrated. Exactly. So when (laughs) we say someone is having an, uh, they have an anxiety issue, then we always got to, I always want to go back to well, what's, what's the cause? Do you know the reason why you're anxious about something? So I could, let me show you what it looks like to consciously give myself an anxiety attack. Ready? Yeah. You say the word grass and I think, okay, I'm going to have to cut the grass. Okay. Now I think about the next time uh, and then I remember. And so I'm going to travel through my brain in a very, um, in terms of negative emotions, I'm going to have to cut the grass. I don't want to cut the grass. Why don't I want to cut the grass? Well, because the last time I cut the grass, I almost had an accident because I was, I went over a rock when I cut the grass. Okay. Okay. What if the next time I cut the grass, I run over a rock and that rock flies out and ricochets against my garage and cuts my leg off? Now, all of a sudden, I'm walking around one leg because of me trying to cut the grass. (laughs) Yeah, okay. So now I have bad really fast. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, I got to cut the grass. And I do all of those loops. But I chose to do that. But it doesn't feel like it sometimes in the moment. That someone who has anxiety issues, they can do that. They can go, oh, man, they thought this, and they thought this, and they thought this. And they could do it in the blink of an eye. Yeah, it's happening at lightning speed, too, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And now they're sitting there just fried anxious yeah. that they're going to be an amputee for the rest of their life because they need to cut their grass because and I if said it's grass. my dad who told me to cut the grass then i could easily be charging him with the crime of wanting me to have my leg cut off 
Exactly. In the matter of like, you know, one or two seconds. Exactly. So people with, with fast brains do that. So that's, so what I would do with someone that does that is that I would help them pick a different branch. I know that you go down, you went down that negative emotion. You went, cut the grass. You know, I, I don't want to cut the grass because I had an accident. Well, what's a different perspective? What's another perspective that you can have? Well, ah. you, can, you can cut the grass and you could check to make sure all of the parts are working or you could, why don't you clear the yard of any debris or just a, just a different perspective. Like let's go down a different road just because you imagined it or you went all of those loops does not make that reality. Right. But it feels like reality because the emotion is so strong. So I try to help people and how people can help people is by asking them, what is another perspective? Humility is really the answer Yep. behind me suffering from anxiety issues. Exactly. Wow, that's incredible. So when someone's anxious and they don't know why, they don't know. So when we use the word anxious, it's like it can be a feeling. It can be, you know, the emotion is really uh, fear. Yeah. People are lumping anxiety with fear. Yeah. Okay. So that's Wor- one thing. Worry. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Worry. What are we saying when we're saying worry? You know what you're worried about, or you're just worried and you have this feeling of impending doom. Which yeah. one is it? Because I would call one fear, like, and I would call one, you know, anxiety. Yeah. Okay. Which is real. I mean, this is. This is, this is big stuff, but we talk about it a lot, unlumping these concepts. Yeah. And that's what helps having, talking about our conscious brain and talking about our unconscious brain, talking about emotions and talking about feelings. What are we talking about when we're trying to help someone? Do they have a feeling? You know, do they have an emotion? Which one is it? So but someone who the- has a feeling of, of you know, uh, impending doom, what they need is they need words for their feelings. And they're like, I'm anxious. I don't know why. Okay, well, let's give them some words. And those words would help them get settled. Is it this or is it that? Or is it this or is it that? Okay, so with anxiety, it's it's really, is it I have way too many thoughts? Or is it I have way too many emotions? or the, this fear, it's either I'm thinking too many thoughts or I have this impending doom I'm feeling. Right, right. And the way we can help people on this side, from what I'm hearing you say, Pastor Jonathan, is with the human thinking issue, is really, if it's too many thoughts, too many words, and they just can't stop going down this road really fast brain, it's trying to help that person pick a different perspective than whatever they went down yeah if they're in fear feeling worry impending doom it's just trying to help them put words to what they're feeling what are you afraid of why are you afraid of it 
is it this, is it that, or is that what you're saying? Yeah, I'm kind of, so what, I, what I'm saying is, is that in the, in the conscious brain, the emotions that we feel are happy, mad, sad, afraid. And in the unconscious brain, there's all of these feelings. There's so many different feelings. Yeah. Like, and, and I always talk about the big three, anxious, frustrated, and unsettled. Okay. So when it comes to dealing with someone who has anxiety issues, I always want to go, what do they mean by that? Do you know why you're anxious? Are you making yourself anxious or do you have this feeling of impending doom? Okay. And so when someone has this feeling of impending doom and they don't have the words for it, I try to give them those words. If they have all of these thoughts and they just, they're, something will happen and they will just run. Oh my gosh, they can't control what they're thinking, but it's something that's conscious. Then what, I, what we need to help them do is get in control of their thoughts and pick a different perspective. Okay. So with an anxiety attack or someone consciously ramping themselves up, that is very similar to them being afraid, which is fear, Yeah. which is a great, it would almost be better to call that anxiety attack a fear-xiety attack. Okay. Okay. That's the way I think about it is because they made themselves afraid with each of the thoughts that got progressively more and more negative. All right. Thanks. That's awesome. So yeah, that, so that's how it would help someone. I mean, it's just unlumping these concepts, like which part of the brain, that's why it's beneficial. Which part of the brain are we talking about? Right. Is this conscious brain? Is this unconscious brain? We have all of these stories in the Bible of people, you know, handling fear correctly or incorrectly. Yeah. And part of the, part of the English language is that we do just lump a lot of concepts. We try to make things, we try to improve on things, right? That's the human. absolutely. So even with how we communicate. So when I say, you know, fear or when i say anxiety or when i say worry there's not a lot of clarity in the church that i grew up going what does that actually mean right so the solution becomes very boilerplate very common very similar of just pray just pray was the answer that i was given yeah yeah so that's so you know i think that with people who can't control the way that they're thinking, we try to help them get in control through restoration. Right. We help them, we help them bear their burden. Yeah. So does that kind of, does that kind of answer your question? Yes, it does. Wow. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So can we go through the, the categories, um, how people have been affected by, human thinking in the church related to their self-esteem, Pastor Joel? Sure. So low self-esteem, that's the first category of people. These people aren't actually in a human thought process. 
they're not operating according to human thinking, but they walk around thinking they are. Yeah, these people are deceived into thinking they're acting like humans, but they're really not. Mm. Mid self esteem is they're on the path. This is very mid self esteem in general is a very human thought process level to be at, where you do start defending yourself. You do start, you take yourself out of destructive situations. And that's what we see a lot of times the people at mid self esteem in all of the topics are people who end up maybe even walking out of church because they're done with the abuse. That's really a human thought process level. It's like, I'm done with the abuse. I may not have the ultimate great, perfect answer, but I know I shouldn't be handling this. And then the high self-esteem, it really goes beyond human thinking. High self-esteem is definitely somebody who's at the human thought processor higher in that not only are they operating their conscious brain the way it's meant to, they're focused, but they also are seeking to understand themselves and others and treat themselves and others according to their uniqueness. Nice. Which is the ultimate ultimate step for dealing with and helping anyone is to go to to start with who they are, who you're talking to. Yep. Absolutely. That's great. Awesome. Well, thank you, Pastor Joel. Thank you to everyone who's listening. This has been the Music of Life Church podcast. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to hear a certain topic, please let us know. We'll see you next time.